welcome to another edition of the Toy Lines podcast. I'm Tom Romero. I mean, what stuff? Hey, and what a great week for news. Kind of a slow week, but some really powerful stuff. Great nonetheless. Yep. So, WandaVision. Yeah. Uh, do you want to start? I enjoyed it flat out. I know I'm here's my thoughts on it. I'm glad they had the second episode. Yes, I agree. On the same time as the pilot, because if you don't know anything about Wanda or Vision, you're just going to be lost. I think it would have been wiser to release it all at once so you can binge it. And this is my my reason. If you watch it, it's very weird because you don't know what's going on. And I think it was good to have the second episode because it's slowly going to get to the point after each week to tell you what the show's about. However, I, I fear that they're going to lose a lot of viewers by releasing it weekly. Whereas if you could binge it, you could be like, well, let me watch one more. Let me just see what happens. And then you kind of start to slowly realize what's going on. Right. I, I, I did like the black and white and I did like the uh, added touches of color here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the reference to uh, Dick Van Dyke where he always trips over the chair and there was a lot of like, know 50s tv show themes and nods they were kind of playing with one thing that i kept thinking of when i was watching it um in 1991 how, did, did you ever hear of a show called hi honey i'm home no okay so when nick nick at night when it first came out had a show called hi honey i'm home and it's um basically it was, a, it was 14 episodes and it was about a 1950s sitcom that goes off the air in modern day and they move in next door to this family and the boy who is a neighbor uh realizes it it's them because he used to watch the show so it would they would go from color and they had like this device that can make it go in black and white but the show would have a lot of guests on it like uh the actors and actresses who played grandpa monster allison trixie gomer Pyle, Toby gillis eddie haskell and those are the things i kept thinking of when i was watching the show so it played the period very well. But um, like I said, I am afraid of a little bit of them losing viewers because it's not a um, binge show yet. However, there were things that were pretty cool. and um, There were a ton of Easter eggs. Yes. And I really thought the inclusion of the Beach Boys song in the second episode, um, I think that was like my, my favorite scene out of it because it just it you know that was one of those moments where things are kind of happening and and it was just a it was a great song to include um and when you listen to the song and i don't know if i should really say the name for support the name makes you think of a name of a character Mm -hmm. even though it's not the character's name and you'll understand that when you watch it right but um it was interesting uh, but I do think a lot of people have told me you know, it was weird, and um, well, I'm just like, yeah, it was. Yeah, you apparently know. you have to wait till a third episode for uh, everything okay. to start to understand okay. the first two. You'd see, they pr- now, maybe should have released the first three then. That's what I was thinking as well, but yeah. I guess they didn't want to overkill. Yeah, it, was, it is nine episodes, I believe, and then this will lead into Doctor Strange two, because right. she's going to be a part of it. Um, now, here's a theory I'm subscribing to. Hmm. Mephisto's controlling her. Okay. Um, Agatha Harkness is her neighbor. That's Catherine Hahn. 
Right, right, right. The lady who, uh, Ralph, the husband? Yes. Right. So why do you think, is that, who's, so you think she's Mephisto or? No, I think she's working with Mephisto. Okay. Because if you remember, Agatha Harkness was in the Wanda and Vision comic. Oh, okay. I never read it. Yeah. So I know it'd be interesting to see if, you know, Mephisto really is a part of it. Maybe he could be the next, you know, big bad. Maybe. I, I, I did like the part where um I hope this isn't a spoiler when when Well I just he, ruined it for everybody if I'm right. So <laughs> well when he's chewing the gum and they show it go in his stomach that was and weird, it, yeah. I, I kinda liked how it was like a nineteen fifties cartoon. Right. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I liked that that kind of like that look of it is like gumming up the works, mm-hmm. so to speak. So um yeah, it was a. Uh, I'm actually interested to see how this is going to play into Doctor Strange. Uh, I have a feeling it's going to obviously do with the multiverse. Um, a lot of spo- people, a lot of people are speculating that Wanda is going to fight Doctor Strange. She's, she's going to go evil. Maybe. I was hoping Nightmare would. I was be hoping the... he would help her or like pull her out of it if it if it is Mephisto controlling well, everything. Like this cause... is supposed to be. There's another rumor. And I don't like talking about rumors, but this is kind of interesting. This is uh, Kevin Feige's way of introducing the X-Men. Okay. Now, was it, am I wrong in saying that I, I heard uh, Loki and Doctor Strange are going to have an appearance in the show? I know Did Doctor you... Strange is. Okay, so somewhere. Okay. Uh, he was seen on the set, so I don't know. What hmm. that, means, that, that could be anything. Just I doubt, yeah, popping I doubt in off from his show or, yeah. I guess we'll have to keep watching. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm enjoying it so far. The commercials were good, too. I'm a fan. Well, the uh, the commercials for me, like, I'm trying to, like, the whole show right now is, ooh, to see what you could see, you know. Oh, you know, the newspaper and neighbors working with are is a witch, you know. I just want to take back and just sit down and enjoy a TV show. So, you know, instead of hunting for clues, well, that's, you have to watch it twice then because yeah. you're going to do it regardless. You're probably going to catch yourself regardless doing it. The one uh, that I like the fact that the commercials mentioned like, you know, the toaster and it was like, they say star. Yeah. It was a bomb. Well, that's what they're saying because it, when he turns it on, it's like a repulsor array from Iron Man. It okay. makes the same noise. And then that red light, is like a timer. I liked how they had a little bit of color in the black and white. Um, it's usually usually the color red, right? If, if you think to it, think back to it. Um, and then the uh, the second one, you got anybody who hasn't seen it, look closely at the watch's face for the word and the and the insignia. That's right. what I'll say. And if you've seen it and you didn't see it, go back and watch it. So you kind of pick up on it. Yeah, I think most people that are watching it are like us, to be honest with you. You know, probably. Yeah. You know. I mean, unless you're, you know, a casual Marvel fan that enjoyed the movies. If you're, I don't know if this is, I don't know if those first two episodes are enough to get you intrigued. But that's the problem. If you're coming into it from the movies and that's your introduction to some of these characters right. who you've never heard of before, you might be like. I don't know if I like the show. So in that case, I think I would say folks just hang in there. Yeah. Give it a um, chance. Give it a couple more episodes um, or just wait till it's over and binge it. And you might enjoy it better. You know, it's, I don't think it's going to be like 
uh, Winter Soldier and, and Falcon, where it's each week, I think, will work well as a weekly because most likely it's going to be action and adventure. So, like, The Mandalorian worked well as a weekly. Um, it made you want more, but it's also made you glad that it was, I was like, oh, I'm so glad this is weekly because it's something to look forward to every week. Yeah, but uh, we're from that era. You know, we we had to sit around and wait for next and, week. Well, we're also from the era where there was no... Uh, if you missed it, you had to wait for summer reruns if yeah. you were lucky. And yeah, If you had that VCR. Yeah, or Betamax. Um, I also think that as much as I like to Netflix, I what I love about it is I can watch Stranger Things that season in two days, but I also don't like it because I can't control myself. I want to know what happens. And I'm like, I got to wait for how many, you know, to the next season. So it's, it goes both ways. You know, it's, uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm tough to please, I guess, but I like it. Well, speaking of tough to please, you were at Toys R Us in Jersey yesterday. Yes. New Jersey. So um, if there's a far, uh, I don't know, I'm going to throw a Star Wars quote in there, but anyway, so Last year, last month, last year, whatever you want to call it, Tommy was at uh, the Toys R Us by us, and he was just talking about it. I was in there yesterday, and it was bare. I mean, the shelves were empty, and really the only product in there was like kids' toys and a couple of books. And, and I, when I say bare, I mean, Tom, it was like, and uh, I can't even tell you what it was like. It was just like a barrel wasteland. Yeah. So there were people buying things. I don't even know what they bought because, you know, maybe some crayons or something. But when I was leaving, and, you know, the lady at the at the front, she just says, you know, please keep your mask on and all that kind of stuff. What's, what's going on today? I asked her, I said, are you guys going out of business? And she said, we're doing inventory, but it does look like that way. It does look like they're going out of business. She did say their store in Texas went out of business and closed. And... I was like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that, you know, and this, I guess she's fed up. I don't know what the company, whatever. She did say, she gave me the reason why without me even asking. According to the um, employee, the CEO who first bankrupt um, Toys R Us was hired back and did it again. So I wish her good luck in finding a job since that's going to most likely happen, unfortunately. Yeah, she, she's definitely not getting a severance package like the last no, but I don't know why you would hire this person back to be the CEO who did it the first time unless you want it to happen again. Exactly. And then it made me think I'm jealous of Canada and Japan and, and the other countries that still have a Toys R Us because I'm sick of not having a toy store. Yeah, the Toys R Us American it, name is just mud. Right at their and point. I'm going to be honest with you. It, it wasn't even a good store. But then I got when I found out it was closing, I was like disappointed because yeah, the store was terrible, but it was like it was the only thing we had left other than Target or Walmart. And it's just like you just you can't go go on a on a good toy run like like we used to in the nineties. I, I honestly miss that, you know, just driving around and looking for toys. It's we would go to like two, three um, Toys R Us in a, in a KB, then to a diner. You know, that was like the Jersey way. And now it's like you know, it's nothing. So it's, I was disappointed to hear that. I was shocked and disappointed. Yeah, that's a shame. And right now we, you know, we're still battling Target and mm -hmm. Walmart. Although I will admit, Target 
is starting to improve. Yeah, actually, I was going to say the same thing. So I was at Target yesterday as well. And while their shelves were bare, they were stocking them um, in the middle of stocking out new inventory, one of which was they finally had the Masters of the Universe, the new toys. Okay. And on the peg, there was only two uh, figures on a peg, and they were both Skeletor. But I don't think they finished stocking yet. Well, January is usually the month where uh, retailers reset for the year. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm thinking is going on. Yes, so hopefully so, Target would be bringing in more merchandise. Exactly. Um, the Walmart by me, honestly, it's not far. I just hate driving there because it's a nightmare. Um, but I do need to check out their toy section just to see what it's like. Next yeah, time. I had a minute to hob on over to Walmart and... I actually found the NECA Baxter Stockman and Splinter set oh, nice. for the cartoon series, and it was full, too. So mm. I was I was very surprised about that and pleased. At least people are starting to you know see product now. Right. So let's get into our theme today, bootlegs. Bootleg. Funny-looking figures. So, and, and, and to clear up our concept of bootleg figures, we're not talking people who customize their um their own figure right themselves. There's, there's a difference you know if you're making yourself a jedi knight and you're making yourself one to look like you that's custom that's that's custom if you're customizing um boy to look like something that wasn't in that isn't out yet and you're not selling it right custom like these right now are customs right and then that's cool you know like that's i mean the dumb and dumber one looks really good actually yeah customs are incredible I mean, these people, honestly, they look like reaction figures. If you didn't know they, any better, they do. I like how it says Aspen Edition for um, Dumb and Dumber. Um, bootlegs would more be anything where they were taking it with the intention of making money off the product, and yeah, they're fooling you basically. Yeah, because it's, it's people that don't know as well, like your aunt or uncle who doesn't know as much, exactly. and yeah. Like so. the Revengers, Endless Tussle. I mean, who knows what that means, but there's Token Girl. Yeah, kind of. I don't know who she's supposed to be. Gamora, maybe? She's green. Yeah, I was thinking She-Hulk, but she wasn't even in the movie. Yeah, exactly. So, bootlegs have been around for a while, and, you know, they're they're not stopping anytime soon. No, and bootleg everything. You can remember going into a convention. Oh, yeah, totally. And it was those guys selling bootleg anime and movies and stuff. So, you know. Well, let's not knock the movies because half my cartoon collection <laughs> are bootleg. But, I mean, just saying in general, like bootleggers, you know, even uh, – Well – We can even talk about Prohibition. You know what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But here's something weird. They're, they're referred to as bootlegs, but – if you think of it, they're not really bootlegs. They're just lower quality copies. Exactly. Yeah. Um, lower quality for sure. Um, it's like a really poor well, copy. It also depends on where you get it from. Yeah. Because I have some bootlegs that look amazing. They look like, you know, they, you know, they're live. Did you, did you know they were bootlegs when you, when you got them? Yeah. Well, you can't find them anywhere. Okay. Like, I know the, I know we'll never see the 80s Muppet Babies only because of licensing issues. I mean, okay. they took from everything. Star Wars. They did. Indiana uh, Jones. Indiana Jones. Uh, Sherlock Holmes. You know, so we'll never see that. Uh, I mean, unless Mickey has a change of heart because he 
pretty much almost owns most of those pro licenses. Well, whatever he doesn't, they either have to ed edit that out or pay our, some kind of video uh, license fee for the video exactly. or streaming service or whatever. Right. It's just like when um, Cinderella was really, I think it was Cinderella, was released on video. The actress who put Friday the Voice, that was never in a contract, obviously, because that didn't exist back then. So she took them to court because they're using this and making money off of it. Um, so, you know, the, um, bootlegs are interesting. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot of it. Right. But don't be confused and, so much. Cause like take Forza T for example. Right. And this is something you showed me. I thought was but... right. Right. But this is legit. This is top toys. Now, granted they stole, you know, the He-Man vintage action figure and redesigned it almost. You know, and it came close. But, I mean, a lot of collectors love this stuff. So, the guy on the card with the green face? Platino. Who? That's his name, Platino. Okay. Uh, well, the He-Man dude is... Right. Uh, the, the guy and, and, and this blue guy in the green face on, the, on, the, on think, the card? Yeah, I think those the are green, his Well, no, I was going to say, the green guy, he looks like that one He-Man villain with the two Demon heads. Man. Oh, too bad. Yeah, yeah, that's what he looks like to me. Okay, I don't know if that's what they pulled their inspiration from, but possibly. Yeah, but like something like this, you know, collectors love. You know, this isn't to them. This is not a bootleg because there's a whole backstory. I'm surprised Mattel hasn't, you know, tried to get this or. Well, maybe Mattel, if they use Mattel molds, maybe Mattel let them. Is it possible? No, they never got Mattel's permission for that. Okay. Yeah. So no, this is this is basically Top Toys was a distributor for Masters of the Universe in Argentina. Okay. Now I don't know whose idea came up with to redo this, but somebody had the idea to, you know, take existing He-Man figures and redo them. But in theory, it's not a it's not a, a a bootleg of He-Man, right? It's exactly. completely, it's completely but, brand new. Because I mean, if well, you if you look at the card, that's a brand new character that doesn't even yes. resemble He-Man. Yes, but you could look at this toy and be like, that looks like a He-Man toy, right? So like, well, that was it, the appeal. I'm sure he was. Trying yeah, to... I mean the hair and the the goatee. I don't know what they were thinking with that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then would you that the side get off track but what do you also think now with we have 3d printers and 3d pens where you can make toys how do you think that affects the market like you could just 3d print um you know he-man he figure you want it's yeah because i'm i'm seriously trying to get that filmation attack track <laughs> i mean it's a good and bad thing depending on i mean yeah the company might be upset over it you know you're you're basically doing copyright infringement right and if you're selling it obviously that's not right, the way definitely. to go you're gonna i mean get i'm a, not i'll put it to you this way i'm not you need to put a disclaimer that we do not endorse right bootlegs right we're plants. not endorsing it but you know what unless sometimes, you're a pirate and you have like those wooden legs sometimes it is good i mean look at all the third-party transformer stuff it was popular because people wanted this stuff. You know, they wanted Starscream's crown. They wanted, I uh, just lost it. 
uh, something with um, Grimlock. I think he had he came with a crown as well. And then it got so big, Hasbro had to interfere and, and make their own and stop it. But slowly they are. Maybe okay. not the exact same thing, but they're starting to get the idea. Hey, it's why don't we for make this. this exactly? Although I doubt there'll ever be a market for this. Is just like I mean, it's really got everything. It's got the Enterprise. It does. And it's got um, Kirk and Spock, which I guess they look like. They're ready to battle to the death. Well, they look kind of like reaction figures, but their heads look too small for their bodies. Yeah, that's true. Um, they're, they're, they're both built for, but the head size for a figure like that doesn't match up. And then here's some popular ones because bootlegs have become popular over time amongst collectors. Like someone was telling me, could you imagine if you owned every vintage like Ninja Turtles figures and then you see like this, you know, I don't know, like super, super metallic frog with a Ninja Turtles card, you know, <laughs> some people would actually want that. And here's the yeah. interesting thing about bootlegs. Sometimes bootlegs become more valuable than the actual licensed product. That's true. That blew my mind when I saw that. There's a one you're going to show that I remember. Here we are. These are the Turkish Star Wars bootlegs. And I heard about these back in the 90s uh, from a buddy of mine I used to know in California. And they have the card looks the same. And it's very, it's very tricky because when you look at this and you look at the top, it says, you think it says Star Wars. But look at that word closer. It's Stars War. And it's little things like that, like that misspelling that they're just getting away with. A lot of the uh, characters' names even are misspelled, obviously, on purpose. But that looks like a regular Darth Vader figure. With the right. That, well, that's the whole point of it. You know, it's to grab moms and pops and aunts and uncles, you know, instead of paying, you know, hypothetical now, 1999 for a vintage Black Series. Star Wars collectors. You know, they could pay five bucks for this. They eat this stuff up uh, i you know this is my favorite because he's got the computer and it's just a, it's a calculator and it's not even a scientific calculator it's um looks like a one of those um oh goodness with the light the solar power yeah yeah so no you could like you could write like shell oil on that if you know how to do it with the numbers that's what we used to do as kids but i love the fact that the computer is a calculator and um this is the imperial gunner and they know their math yeah but they um i don't know what that thing in the background is that on the card this they should have took that out somebody's of a shot wall. yeah somebody's wall. but like you know this i could see being a collectible for a star wars fan who like likes the more obscure stuff and it, it is you know obscure but it's just like but here's my thing especially with star wars guys and here's there, a storm trooper there is so much like, do you really want to, like, add more to it? I mean, granted, even the guy on Action Figure Adventure, Rob was interviewing the owner of Rancho Obi-Wan. Oh, yeah. He, he, I think he has some of these. Yeah. He even said there's no way you can collect every single thing. No. it's uh, I, in the 90s, had the mentality of I wanted to be like him. I wanted to have, like, a collection like Steve Sansweet. And deep down inside, I knew I wasn't going to. But, um... That was like the goal. It's like, oh, man, I want everything in Star Wars. And then one day I realized I'm never going to have everything in Star Wars. 
But as a completionist, is it realistic? Like I saw Motu Joe's closet on uh, on YouTube the other day. I mean, he literally has every square inch filled with He-Man stuff. Uh, see, it kind of comes to a point because one, it's like the financial. Can you afford to be a, a, a true completionist? Another yeah. one is how do you know if there's something out there that you don't have? Because the license goes to different countries and whatnot. If you're and if you're collecting foreign things as well. Finally, what do you do when you get to the point so you've been collecting for decades and you're well up there in age? What are you gonna do with it all? Your kids probably wouldn't even like what you like. I'm not saying that's gonna happen, but a lot of kids sometimes don't like what their parents like. And if you pass, they're gonna be stuck now with this burden of this collection. And they can sell it and probably make some money on it. But like, you know, it's also like people want to leave them with that burden. So some thoughts like that sometimes that make me kind of cut back on buying things. Hmm. But yep. I do like seeing stocked collection. You know, I, I love seeing somebody who is like this, like that mentality and, and, and does it. And it's just like, wow, it's, it's, it's very impressive. Yeah. Some people I've heard, you know, they have a project or buying a house and they'll sell their whole collection beforehand. Of course. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. Like, I understand I'm never going to buy every He-Man figure ever, or uh, every He-Man item ever. I am going to try my hardest to get every figure. But at the end of the day, you know, do I really need that He-Man tooth dispenser or tooth uh, toothpaste system? Well, here's the thing. So every, so I would say every time a new He-Man line launches, do you want to collect it? Or do See, you feel, do you feel obligated to collect it? That's a As great a question. Fan. Classics have spoiled me. I'll be honest with you. Classics, I think, is the most perfect line ever. Now, Origins came out. Now, I I love Prince Adam. You know, so I have a Prince Adam pop. I have the Origins Prince Adam. So, but as far as Origins, maybe that's about as far as I'm going to go with Origins. I do appreciate the minis. I'm glad they brought those back for two reasons. One, they're tiny, so I can put them anywhere. Right. And I can put a bunch of them anywhere and still enjoy them. And they're $5 each. It's a good price. Yeah, it's an excellent price. So what if you say now you're swearing off other than this, and five, ten years from now, these incredibly-looking toys come out again for He-Man? Oh, yeah, Masterverse. I can't okay. wait. And I'm okay, so... from start to finish. <laughs> okay. I mean, even, you know, God forbid, if the Kevin Smith show stinks... I'm still collecting these figures. If they're from the Horsemen, okay. These figures are, are they're next on my list. Okay. Origins, <clears throat> excuse me, that was weird. Origins <laughs> is is basically for kids, and I get that. You know, I can enjoy them as well, but I also understand that these are for kids. Right. And you know, I, I've dabbled. I, I have some of them, but you know, at the end of the day, it's again, it's masterverse for me. If they're anything like classics. However, with that being said, if they're not like classics, then I may pick up a Prince Adam and uh, He-Man. Right. You just might pick up your favorite and that's exactly. it. That's um, respectable. Like, you know, sometimes that's the cheaper way to go, the, the more affordable. I don't want to say cheap. It's the more affordable way to go and you're still collecting. Right. You know, you can still have your, your cake and eat it too. Exactly. As the saying goes. And it was funny too because – before direct to customer, when Classics first first launched in 2008, I was going to cherry pick because I collected all of 2000X. 
I still had my vintage. So I was like, all right, I'm going to pick and choose. But then something something happened where they went to the direct-to-consumer subscription model. So it was either you could try and cherry-pick with the white screen of death, or you can just be all in at the get-go and guarantee to figure that month. What's the white screen of death? So Maddie Collector in the early beginnings would do just that. You could either subscribe to a figure, and then they would have a day of sale where you can purchase that figure like an extra. Like, okay. let's say I wanted two Fistos. Right. Okay. I'm already in. I'm already into the subscription model, so I'm guaranteed that figure for that month. Okay. But if I wanted a second Fisto without going into another subscription, I would just go on Mandy Collector Day of Sale, and myself and about a other billion other people would log in same moment, try and order that figure, and then two things would happen. It would either crash and then you'd have to reboot again. Mm. Or what they would do is they would put you in almost like a waiting room, kind of like when you get Comic-Con tickets now. And the white screen of death would just not refresh. I mean, you have to go crazy and, you know, just doing it, waiting to get into that page just so you so can order that extra figure. You just had to wait in a white screen, basically like, like you're in limbo or something. Exactly. So, okay. you know, Collectors affectionately termed it the white screen Wait. of death. So, and even before the white screen of death, there was the red screen of death, which actually sounds a lot more worse. If you're even exactly, if you were, if you were into it, you know, early on. But yeah. if you're, um, it actually sounds like a modern day Edgar Allan Poe book. You know, like the red screen of death. If he was writing books now, I think that's what Poe would write on a about computer, figures, or a about figure. a computer, something like that. <laughs> Um, so when you're on that white screen, did it, were you guaranteed your figure or no? No, no. Sometimes depending on, you know, how long it would wait, it would just be there and then you'd see sold out and that was the end of your day. No, surely it was (laughs) just go to bed after that. Yeah. Uh, My wife, God bless her. She did it once for me and she didn't quite understand the white screen of death. And she was so disappointed that she couldn't get it for me because I was stuck at work. I, I didn't have access to a computer. And uh, yeah, she she just she's like, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> so more bootlegs. More bootlegs. So here's an interesting one. Oh, Spook yes. chasers. Now this uh, is popular. I can see it being popular with Ghostbuster fans, obviously, Ghostbuster fans. Um, it looks now, like a race. Now, why do you think it's popular? Is it like another opportunity for a different ghost? For an extra uh, I was even thinking of the ghost, to be honest with you. I was thinking of it looks so much like Ray. The body-wise, it's got Ray's body. Right. The head, I don't know who that head's supposed to be. Um, it kind of looks like the proton pack from the Kenner line, at least the what would be the, the neutrino wand. They kind of mixed it up there with that little hook at the end to catch the ghost. Right. But I, I, th- I think it kind of goes more to like, like with a Star Wars collector or even the, the He-Man thing, when you're collecting a certain product that you have a um, like this connection to, so you're a big real Ghostbusters fan or a Ghostbusters fan, and you love it that much, this is like a, um, like a parody of it, and you feel it makes you smile. You're like, it's, it's goofy. It's, you know, it's not it, but it's also kind of cool. It kind of looks like it. 
So you want that in your collection. You, you kind of want that little thing in your collection that every so often you're going to take a look at. And it probably will be every so often. And that just guarantees you a smile. And it's also a good conversation piece. So if you have your collection wherever you have it, you know, man cave, attic, basement, wherever, whatever you keep your collection, and you have family or friends over and you're showing off your collection, or if they just happen to be over and they see it, um, it's a conversation starter when they see it. Like, what is this? And, you know, you just go into it and, and it's, it's good for a laugh, but it's also, the main thing is if you like it and you enjoy it, that's why you would probably buy it. Exactly. And I, I just think um, I, I could actually see the ghosts are silly looking and just silly looking as in like ridiculous silly. But I can see like if they had the, you know, the three other guys there, I, I, I can see, um, I, I can see at least getting the four humans, you know, just to have like a set of them. It's kind of like when they release um, the Stranger Things as the boys as the Ghostbusters. Uh, I right, loved, that was a great set. I yeah. thought that was great because it just it was two things: it was uh, Stranger Things and it was Ghostbusters, and I like them both. Um, and I never got it, but I, I thought it was a great toy to release. I was like, you know, that's 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 pretty cool. That's going to do well. So let's get into some news. So that's our take on bootlegs. Please join us and add to the conversation at toyspodcast at gmail Here's something. That I was shocked to find out. I'm glad it's happening. Batman, the animated series, is coming back. Apparently, HBO Max has greenlit a sequel series to it. Do we know if like Bruce Tim's working on this? I don't know. However, I do know this. Bruce Tim did the recent Batman movie, Batman and the Dra- or, uh, Dragon yeah. something. Something like that, yeah. I saw yeah, the trailer for that. that. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I know Paul Denny's doing the comic book right okay. now, so that's incredible. I mean, HBO Max is—they're not going to fail. They just everything. AT and T is just like we're we're doing everything for HBO Max. Everything is going to HBO Max. So here's my question: What else from Warner Brothers do you think we're going to see? Well, maybe another Thundercats show. Let's say we already got Animaniacs. We already got um, Picking the yeah, Brain. Yeah, but that's, that's Hulu, though. That's something else. Oh, okay. So you're talking more for HBO Max? For HBO Max and Warner Brothers. Oh, uh, they can do Superman. That's what they, I'm hoping for. They are doing the Gremlins, um, where, uh, where Gizmo was with the, the man as a child. The the oh, um okay. yeah yeah it's a, I think that it might be on already but I think that's on HBO Max. They could pretty much take any DC character at this point, maybe you know Flash, cartoon or whatever. Right. Um, but then you know what does Warner Bro- what else does Warner Brothers own? You know if you go that way. Uh, yeah, they got Thundercats, Silverhawks. Okay, so then you could be looking at um, their own series, which they might not be strong enough to hold their own series but if you do like a, a well, show I'm wondering, here's what i'm trying to get at do you think they're gonna go for that retro factor again i think if any retro factor is gonna happen they're gonna wait and and see what else is coming out because you don't it's so to be the one to start it is um is risky for a company 
because you're, you're, you're risking a lot of money. And if it doesn't work, then you've lost a lot of money. Right. But, but if I it's mean, getting successful and then you jump on. It, I mean, obviously money is always going to be an issue, but I don't think they're as concerned for money right now. Cause let's face it. They just reinvested over what a million dollars right now on justice league. Okay. And it's a four part series. Okay. So Warner brothers, what about Harry Potter? Harry Potter. Exactly. That'd That's be pretty I'm cool. Um, it's also up to JK Rowling most likely, but it would be kind of cool to see a cartoon of the book that c- could go into depth a little bit more. And some of the things they had to cut out, that'd be kind of cool from the play from, from the Harry Potter books. Oh, okay. You know, like the, the books, you know, especially as characters were either filmed or cut out or, or little tiny plot points were taken out altogether just because of the length of the book uh, and to keep the movie more you know, concise. So that would be pretty cool to see an animated version of. Um, I've always felt, at least I always felt that. But um, really, you know, they can do new Hanna-Barbera stuff. Um, they That'd could bring... Awesome. They could bring certain characters back, um, you know, like Scooby Doo. Um, he'll probably always be around, just because for some reason there's. I, I'm not a fan, but he's got his his following. Um, I'm just hoping my fear with that that they're not going to kill Cartoon Network or Adult Swim. Uh, well, it's the, no, that's a, there's a chance, but no. But then that's, again, that's my fear. That just means they would have to. Cartoon Network and Adult Swim have to up their game and make more product for viewers to want, or they're gonna they're or gonna go. HBO is just gonna steal it. Primal, Rick and Morty, they're all right. on HBO Max right now. Okay, so the other thing is then they're gonna have to go um, to a streaming service, maybe Netflix or something, and give them. But they have a streaming service. They do. HBO Max. Car- Cartoon Network. They're well, all connected. No, what I'm saying is. Well, Warner Brothers owns Cartoon Network. Oh, okay, okay. All okay. their stuff is going to HBO. Oh, Max. yeah, they're they're gonna get rid of that show, that channel soon. That show's gone. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. That I mostly I wouldn't, unless they want to keep the people who don't subscribe to the to the streaming service, right? And they release the stuff later on down the line, like you know, say Primal, say they'll air it on HBO Max, and then a year or two later start showing it on Cartoon Network when it's a little bit older. Or they might just keep Cartoon Network for the kids, yeah. And bring over adult and kill Adult Swim. Yeah, I would like to like to see older cartoons on there that you know. Right. Yeah, well, just, they have they have Looney Tunes. Yeah. Well, new or old. Both. And, yeah, I mean Looney Tunes with uh, Space Jam Two coming out should hopefully be getting a revival. You know, it's weird to be in a world where kids don't know who Bugs Bunny is. Yeah, that's true. I feel sorry for them, actually. So, we are a toy podcast. So let's talk about some toys. So, Marvel, or excuse me, Hasbro Pulse announced a new She-Hulk from the Marvel Legends line. They did all a right. She-Hulk wave on the Super Scroll. It came with all Fantastic mm-hmm. Four figures. I wish this version of She-Hulk was part of that line instead of the gray version or uh, radioactive version that they came out with. This head sculpt is way better than the gray one. Yes, I'll tell you the only thing I don't like on this toy is how the head connects to that neck, because you can tell there's that one spot there where it's off colored. Yeah, but you can always just turn it. Yeah, just nitpicking. Um, but this looks um, extremely 
Um, it's basically the same body, just with a new head. But this looks great, like not just for posing, but for animating. If you're into stop motion, you you can do some incredible things with this figure. I'm thinking articulation. That was the word. Mm -hmm. I couldn't remember. Couldn't articulate myself. So there's no pictures for this, folks. But Big Bad Toy Store just announced uh, Origins Wind Raider for pre-order on their website. So Origins is getting bigger and bigger. They're they're following the roadmap. The Wind Raider, did it have like a uh, grappling hook in front? Yes. I don't what know if that's well. What was that for? Why was it there? Just the grab stuff. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so Deadpool is coming back and entering the MCU. And will be R-rated. And will be R-rated. So, so it's uh, interesting I to mean, see. I don't know. I, I really let's don't put, get why that's such a big deal. It is. And let's put it this way. Disney has released films under different distributors like um, Touchstone that weren't exactly Disney material. That's why they created Touchstone to put these other types of films out and still, you know, make money off of it. Right. But I mean, is it really such a big deal seeing, I don't know, um, like Black Panther and Deadpool in the same scene? Like, it doesn't have to be R-rated. No, you know, I think... You know, I think it's up. The parent needs to actually know what's going on. Use the discretion. If you're putting Deadpool in an Avengers movie, he's not going to obviously be R-rated. But if you're going to have a Deadpool movie, right, that will be R-rated, and, and that's the difference. Right, but I just, I don't know. For me personally, I don't see the big deal. Yeah, I could be wrong. But like you said, you brought up the a parent's point of view. So yeah, I, I could. It's just that. knowing the the reading of the film and just do you no nah, I you know I nothing issue no issue with an R-rated film but do you want a younger child to see it? Right. Okay. And that's what it comes down to. So if uh somebody appeared in a Deadpool movie, you don't need to take your kid to see that if they're young, um, unless you feel comfortable with that. Right. And I, I really feel that if they're gonna put him in say a Spider Man movie, they're gonna have him just more talking, 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 making crude jokes, but they're not going to be vulgar. They're not going to be cursing. You know, they're going to, they're going to play to the audience gotcha. or the rating. This just launched on Kickstarter. If you're a fan of Mike Alred's Madman, they're coming out with the oddity odyssey 4.5 action figure with a bonus head. You know, this reminds me of, um, the legends figures. Mm. Yeah. Well, but they with the uh, build the pit that one correct yeah that, well one of the waves yes yeah so that's up on Kickstarter so good luck to them if you're a Mike Allred fan <laughs> and then some more movie news Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on Netflix is coming this summer possibly earlier from what I've heard and Leonardo is going to be the leader in the movie and they're going to finally meet the Krang. How come Raph is using a nightstick? I don't watch the show, so I don't know. Sure. Yeah, I don't, because kids don't like size, I guess. I guess. It's kind of like how they would, when the original Turtles came out, they wouldn't show Michelangelo with the nunchucks over in um, England. Right? I remember right. that. And they were a different name, too. And then was... when Nickelodeon brought them over, he didn't have nunchucks. He had... Like a yeah. grappling hook, like a yeah. rope. Right. Well, it was uh, a chain. Right. 
but yeah, and, then, and the name was different. They had to call it Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles, I believe. When uh, it was not here, no, over in, in in England, right, right. And then Mezco just released for pre-order, Darkest Dawn Batman. So you get multiple heads. You get the gray-haired head. Which, I want the heads, but look at the um, ears for the cow. That's cool. I, and the I, drawers too. I Each kind of is like different. that only because it's a different interpretation of, oh, of Batman. Yeah, because like, I know Wasada when he drew Batman, his ears were very small. Right. And then, what, what did you like better for him on Batman? Did you like the longer ears, shorter ears, medium size? I like the longer ears. Right. I don't like too short, like Adam West, but I don't like extremely long, like Kelly Jones. You know, right. Right, there has to be a happy medium. Yeah, um, but this kind of covers, and also if you look, just look at the three, the three different heads, the draw structure is different on each of them. Uh, one's a little thinner, one's a little rounder. You know, that's that's pretty interesting how they do that. that that's kind of cool. Right, and unlike other Supreme Knight figures from one twelve, this one ships in blue color, and there's more overlays in the cape. You can get some cool poses out of the keep like that. That is kind of cool. That's yeah. And the symbol is also interchangeable, which is nice. Oh yeah, you're right. I didn't. Even, I looked yeah, at that. I didn't three. really notice. Yeah, he's got three different ones. Yes. So nice. I right. This was up on pre-order for about fifteen Five minutes, twenty yeah. minutes, and then you have to go on a wait list now. Okay. And then oh, it's supposedly shipping this month, which is. Kind of interesting for Mesco because I'm still waiting for my Christopher Reeve Superman figure. Hmm. So this is retailing for $95. Hopefully they'll have some for you on the wait list. So good luck with that. Mm-hmm. Now ne- uh, Netflix. NECA just showed some pictures of uh, Granitor and, and Trag. So okay. these figures will be coming out very soon. Probably sometime next month or hopefully earlier. So Granitor Xerox is coming out. Oh, excuse me. Tragging Granitor is coming out along with Xerox and Zork. And, and also roadkill Rodney and the Triceratons are also being reissued. So hopefully we'll see these at an actual target. Now I like the name roadkill Rodney. It almost literally sounds like a garbage bill kid card. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And then apparently in February, NECA is going to have their own like mini toy fair. That'd be cool. That'd be yeah. Cool to see. Um, they're going to announce a couple of things. Now, we already know that the frogs are coming out soon. Is that Gang- like Rasputin and all them? Right. And Gang- Gang- yeah. Right. So, so that'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Cryptozoic Entertainment is going to start a Kickstarter and they're planning to fund a board game based on Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns. I don't know how I feel about that right now. Board game version? Like, yeah. I mean... Um, I, I don't know. I'm not a fan of the comic. Um, so You don't like Frank Miller? I I, I read that when I was um, in, 1980, in 1989. So okay. I remember reading it and I remember maybe I was too young, but I was just like, eh. I remember my cousin gave me Quarter Owls and that mm-hmm. just blew my mind and and that's kind of like probably to me what this is to most fans okay um 
uh, I just love Court of Owls. I just think it's one of the best things I've ever read Batman-wise. It uh, is cool, but I just... I'm yeah, I'll probably get flack for that, but... I'm a yeah. sucker for, like, old old men heroes now. I'm an old man, so... <laughs> so, this was announced from previews, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle box set. And now, this is a preview exclusive, the Sewer Lair figure collection. Now, it's going to have all the original figures, Leonardo, Dantello, Michelangelo, Raphael, Shredder, and Splinter, but they're going to be like the first wave of Playmates, like the actual Playmates mold. And then along with that, there will also be the bad guys. They'll come with Krang with his walker, Baxter Stockman, Bebop, Rocksteady, a foot soldier, and Slash. And then, like I said, these are preview exclusives. The turtle set is going to retail for $89.99, while the evil set, the villain set, is going to be $100. So it was also announced that Ethan Hawke will play the villain in the Moon Knight Disney Plus series from Marvel Studios. Who's his main villain? He's got a bunch. Oh, really? Like, yeah, a lot of people are speculating that it might be uh, Kenoshu. I hope okay. I'm pronouncing that really right. Moon Knight guy. I don't know much about him, so. There are some, yeah, he does have some villains, but it's going to be interesting to say. Now, if you're a Four Horsemen fan, you're going to love this. The Mythic Legion's War of Aetherblade is going to start a crowdfunding campaign to create a game based on the Mythic Legion's figures. This is an orc, troll, or goblin. I have no idea. Because he is so cool looking for either one of those. Wanted to get that out there. They're all cool looking. I mean, who cares what he is? Just look at him. Yeah, I think if you're a, a Tolkien fan, if you're a D&D fan, these things are like right up your alley. Well, they're creating a game. They're kickstarting it. And it's a game so medieval, Gary Gygax has actually wet himself when he saw these. Oh, how is that possible? Yep. He did it from the grave. <laughs> and then from QFigs, they've announced... A whole bunch of Disney Afternoon characters. They did. So let's talk about these for a second. Sure. Love the colors. Um, uh, I don't like the shape of the head. I said this before. I feel like their heads are too big. But for these guys, I want to see the rest of the of the clan of gargoyles. Yeah. You know, these I, would make I, a great diorama. Yeah, I, I just want to see the rest of the of the guys. Um, but these look really cool. The color, especially the colors, are just so nice. Yeah, right now we're looking at Goliath and Demona. They're the first two figs. And then the hero that flaps in the night. Now, his head, I feel, fits well for this. And I don't know what it is about it. You know, the colors, again, look great. Well, I but... think they're trying to get that, that cutesy aspect. I think that's yeah. But I, I, it just throws it off on me. But he, he looks, like, proportion-wise, I think he fits great. I think it looks excellent. Yeah, even with the oversized hat, it looks yeah, great. Yeah, that might be part of the reason why it works so well. So this is Darkwing Duck, and then from Big Trouble in Little China. Which is excellent movie, by the way. And again, like here here I see his head is just bugging me because it's too big. Right. Jack Burton. Um, but, I, I mean, that's a great movie, and Kurt Russell's excellent, and Char Carpenter's like directing in this movie is just like, it's so 80s that you got to love it. And then, dun, 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 yes, 
the Rocketeer. The arrow. This I love that he's in front of the flag. It, it's the colors are beautiful. That suppose actually off of one of the comics, you know, when he's kind of doing that little arm thing there. Um, that's the also the movie Rocket Pack because it's the double engine. It, it's the the flag blowing is really really a nice background to it as well. So it it's is very, very Americana. Um, you know, I, I love the Rocketeer. So this is just a. Uh, now all the Disney stuff is available from pre-order for twenty nine ninety nine, and Jack is the only one that's nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, these are decent prices too for for these Q fig. This is a really good price for a collectible. And then Diamond Distributor has announced on May fourth the launch of Card Culture, in partnership with Tops, to create a non sports card program to produce trading cards. The program is designed to give exclusive access to retail comic stores, and the first series will be, naturally, of The Mandalorian. The first card will be released on May 4th with the rest of the 11-card set releasing throughout the year. So they're going to be sold individually? I don't know. Okay. So when I first heard about this, I was thinking like actual packs of cards, like we used to collect as kids. I mean, I'm sure. I mean... Right now, May 4th, you're only getting one card. Okay, good point, good point. So, and then following throughout the year as well will be other series, including Garbage Pail Kids and WWE. It's amazing how Garbage Pail Kids are still popular today. They're incredible. I mean, some guy just came out with a Masters of the Universe Garbage Pail <laughs> really? set. Oh, well, he's probably drawing them himself, but it's on Twitter. And but it's just, they still make me laugh. You know, they're still yeah. interesting. Yeah. You know, I saw <laughs> the um, documentary not too long ago about them. I mean, they, they, it's weird, but they are still intriguing. The movie was terrible, but yeah, Garbage Pail Kids. If, oh my God, the movie Remember? Kid. The, 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 human, the Human Kid? Yes. He actually became an alcoholic. Was it because of that movie? Because of the movie. Seriously? Yeah, at least at least that's what it said in the the documentary. The movie was is really out there, but I remember watching it and thinking oh, this is gonna be terrible. That's a big bootleg movie, by the way. And it wasn't as terrible, but uh, yeah, I could see it not being anywhere, you know, like for screening. <laughs> but looking back, well, I mean, by that I mean they're they haven't released it on like yeah, you know, a proper Blu-ray. Or, or even in, was it ever on a VHS other than a rental? You know exactly, exactly. And then a new company just came out, XO Six. They're creating new statues based on the characters of Star Trek, and their first one is Lieutenant Commander Data. So log on to XO Six for more information. And these are statues. Um, I don't believe so. I think they're okay. action figures. Yeah, I was saying the statues? cloth. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. No, it's the because you know the cloth. Clothing for I was like wow for a statue that's pretty impressive but it's very detailed I mean, you can now see like yeah this one has it comes with the second head okay. from that scene in um, one of the Star Trek films where he starts to have like real human flesh over his face oh, I have no idea yeah that's the second head it comes with but okay. I mean these are pretty cool these look kind of remind me of one twelve figures well when you look at his neck. You could see like a kind of like a fold in the skin, like on a like you would normally have, um, you know. So right. it's They're it's very the, detailed. Yeah, very well done. So that about wraps it up for news. 
So I just want to point out if you're inclined to help out with the channel, because we're not really big fans of Patreon. You know, I mean, you should always get something for your money. And, you know, just we appreciate it. But having, you know, just us talk about stuff, you know, I don't think is really a bang for your buck. So if you are inclined, you know, so to support us and we appreciate it, shoot, we appreciate right. you just listening to us. Thank, thank you for putting up on my jokes. I mean, that's <laughs> that's probably why we don't have many listeners. You can log on to teespring.com slash stores slash toy lines dash two. And you can pick up one of our toy lines t-shirts. You can also pick up a t-shirt from our newest podcast, Rocketeer Radio. Now, the art on Rocketeer Radio, I may be being biased, but <laughs> it's it's awesome. I mean, you got the Rocketeer flying in the background, doesn't infringe on any copyright, and, and, and you get an old-fashioned radio. radio. And it, it, it's You don't even need the words. You can just look at the, the pictures and be like, oh, Rocketeer Radio. Exactly. And it comes in different colors, shirt-wise. If you wanted to get a uh, you go to selected gray, blue, you know, and so on. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be running some special stuff and in, uh, incorporating some of the cool items we have going on. I want to thank Brian Salvatore for our intro and outro music, Shared Universe Podcast, our friends over at Spectre Creative. These guys are amazing. They've been helping us all throughout. Scott has a whole bunch of YouTube videos you should check out. So support them. And while you're at it, if you can be so kind to support us on YouTube, you can subscribe or hit that bell. Ding. We didn't, we'd appreciate it. Definitely. Please join the conversation at toyspodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on all social media platforms at Toy Lines. And on Facebook, we have two options for some reason, at Toy Lines or Toy Shelf Magazine. Now, I just put up a Casey Jones from NECA toy review on www.toy-lines.com. Please check it out if you're on the fence, even though why would you be about purchasing anything from NECA? It's Casey. Exactly. Exactly. So please subscribe. Give us rating or do both. And we are on all podcasting platforms. And it was so funny. I was... Walking past our Alexa, I was like, "Hey, play Toyland's podcast." And for the first time, she knew exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> uh, and also, the latest episode of Rocketeer Radio is out on Podbean. Um, t- t- well, yesterday, but today, or whenever you're listening to this, um, and that I take a look at the Disney Junior cartoon, kind of hinting out um, references made to the Dave Stevens comic book and to the movie. And actually, believe it or not, there's a lot of them in there. So if you have a moment and. Yeah, that's the one with the little girl, right? Yes, yes. Kitsy Cord. Uh, yeah. And actually, I think I just went into my Rocketeer radio voice for some reason. Uh, I sound different when I do that show. <laughs> are, you, are you at the Bulldog right now? Is I am there? in the attic of the Bulldog Cafe. I thought. <laughs> I thought. That's where the, the best uh, acoustics are. <laughs> Okay, folks, thanks for listening. Play with your toys. Thank you. Did you watch the X-Men cartoon as a kid? Did you buy Spider-Man number one the day it came out? 
Did you collect superhero trading cards and action figures? Then have we got the podcast for you. That's right, it's Wizards, the podcast guide to comics. The exciting show where Adam, that's me, and Michael, that's me, will take you through the 90s comic book boom through the pages of Wizard Magazine, one issue at a time. We have so much fun reliving that crazy time of chromium covers and speculative comic book buying. Plus, we get to see where this whole hubbub about superhero movies really began. So, we invite you to join us every other week on the Retro Network podcast feed. We can't wait to go back in time and uh, flip through those comic books you used to read. So, we'll see you then. And until next time, keep your books bagged and boarded. Hi, I'm Marvelous Joe. And I'm his twin brother, Johnny DC. And together, we host the Dynamic Duel Podcast, a weekly show where we debate who has the superior characters between Marvel and DC, which we help prove through stat-based simulations of battles between your favorite Marvel and DC characters. We also review the latest Marvel and DC films to hit theaters. We'd love to have you come listen as we have a blast every Tuesday. Check out Dynamic Duel at dynamicduel.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.